the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Would you pick me up? Welcome to The Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 99, and our guest is Jeremy Albino. Jeremy is a singer and songwriter from Ontario, Canada, which is a part of the world that has been very good to The Marinade. Albino has toured with the likes of St. Paul and the Broken Bones, Shovels and Rope, J.D. McPherson, and more. His music is soul and blues. It's rock and country. He can sing, he can write, and damn it, he can perform. This episode is the second in our Americana Fest 2021 series. I was fortunate to travel to Nashville, Tennessee for a weekend in September, and there I got to spend time with wonderful creatives and install outstanding sets from Jeremy, our episode 97 guest I, Aaron Lee Tajian, Van Plating, Trey Burt, Great Peacock, Matt Fowler, and so many more. If you ever have a chance to go to Americana Fest, do it. It's uh, an incredible experience. The folk, the folks whose music you love are not only playing sets all over town, but also just like mingling in the crowd. And to a person, the folks I got to meet and hang out with were just a delight. Jeremy is one of those people. He played just ahead of Trey Burt in Nashville's fabled Cannery Row Complex and brought his gorgeous songs to life in front of a captive audience. Jeremy is now on tour, so catch him if he gets near you. In the meantime, I hope you dial up his wonderful record, Hard Time, and that you enjoy my conversation with Jeremy Albino. This is so fun. Yeah, man. Great. We're nice to meet you. Volumes levels. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. I'm, um, you know, I'm 
relatively new to your music and I got through to your music in a most wonderful way, and that's through Cat Clyde. Oh, no way. Yeah, so Cat's, Cat's been on the show. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we uh, we caught up in Toronto, my okay. very first trip to Canada. Sick. We ca- caught up in Toronto at a brewery near the Airbnb where my partner and I were staying. Yeah. And uh, she was such a delight, and I'd been into her music and crazy about it. And so when when you all put that record out, that's just so wonderful. Oh, awesome, <laughs> thanks, man. Because <laughs> cool. I, I think like you know, and this is a compliment to both of you, um, is that, and there seems to be like this. Um, I don't know if it's a a movement in Canada in this way, but there seems to be this kind of like just like the in in the states. There's like like. Um, an Americana Renaissance, so to speak, that's kind of country leaning. There seems to be this thing that you all are doing almost like a, and I don't know if it's a scene or a movement or if you're even conscious of such a thing that's almost like blues and R&B leaning. So like they can exist in the same world and it makes sense that you're here at Americana Fest, but there's almost like this, there's just something very unique about what you're doing and what Kat's doing and then together what you do that, um, that sound seems like a special moment in time. Say, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I guess, uh, I think it's just, yeah, part of it. It's like fate, I think, because I don't know what. I guess w- it was probably meant to be that Cat and I met. I think, mm. like, because we kind of came up on a lot of the same music, a lot of the old blues and 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 songwriters and folk and like R and B and. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I, I guess part of it, like I don't, I don't know that many other musicians kind of, like I don't know if there's a scene or anything, but it's just cat. I guess we're both like doing the same thing at the same time, you know, kind of, yeah. or like we kind of came up on the same stuff and and just kind of putting out music at the same time, which is like very fortunate because I think I don't know, I'm just lucky to. Well, every time I, I, I like collaborate with Kat, it's always been really, I don't know, I just always count myself really lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but do you, do you see what I'm saying about like, um, maybe it's, maybe, it, maybe it is too self-conscious to think about, but that like there is a special, there, there's a special synergy between the two of you for sure. Yeah. But there's also like a something special about, the, something special and unique about that sound that like. I don't hear a whole lot of folks doing it the way that y'all are doing it. Yeah. It's not that you and Kat are the same. That's not what I mean. But the vibe of, of it. Yeah, I, I I think I know what you mean. Uh, like, the energy and like the way we approach things is. I think. I don't know. I I think it comes from really honest and, like, I mean, I, you've met Cat. Like, it's like the truest. Oh like, my goodness. Truest person to music and. I mean, I learned so much from her just trying to be mm. true to myself and the music I make. And uh, I think that that might be a big thing about the what you're hearing is just like trying to be true to what we I don't know. It sounds cheesy, but just be true to what we've like come up on and and what we want to make. And it ends up, I think, having that kind of soul and like that in the music you know i'm glad you named it because i was gonna say something similar and i was like it's gonna sound cheesy if i say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's what i always say like it's funny you gotta like i i mean 
when you're in the music industry, I think you can kind of stray sometimes or just kind of be unsure about things with anything in life, I guess. But, uh, from what I've learned from cat is that you just like always gotta just listen to your gut and kind of try to be true. I, it sounds so cheesy, but you gotta be true to it. yourself, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It makes so much sense that because that comes through in the music, there's, there's such an honesty to the music. A lot of the stuff, I mean, because you do have like a lot of the a blues influence. You have a lot of rock and roll influence. There's some country that's, that comes out out in in your stuff. There's R and B that comes out. Um, but it, it, regardless of all those influences, it just comes out. Yeah, see, this is move number two, <laughs> number and two. now we're yeah. settling into comfort. Yeah, right. um, the there the the truth is is again what the songwriter is always chasing and that honesty is what they're chasing and whether that sounds cheesy or not it's real and maybe yeah. it sounds cheesy because we're uncomfortable with how difficult that can be to achieve but yeah. you're able to capture it so beautifully on your record yeah I, yeah i think it, it is sometimes it's really difficult to achieve but sometimes you're just in it and it's just like what happens naturally but I don't know. I think there's always like obstacles in life that kind of scare you or like keep, I don't know, not pull you astray, but just make you, you doubt yourself, you know? And then yeah, it's always trying to just keep listening to yourself. And, and I think that really comes out in the music with Kat and I hope myself as well when I, it certainly does with you. Does that doubt as a musician, is that something that you, struggle with in in life outside of music uh i'm not sure i don't know about that i guess probably (laughs) i feel like my musical life and like the rest of my life sometimes are really so like separate but they're Uh. probably so intertwined um i don't know i feel pretty uh, (laughs) out i don't know i guess I'd have to talk to my therapist about that. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I think it's, uh, with Good. music, sometimes it's just like, it feels, it's like a very big thing in my life. And, and it seems like a hard, like sometimes it's the easy thing in life, but sometimes it's a really tough thing of life. Yeah. Whereas the rest of my life is, I think at least right now feels very stable and, ah. and I don't know, I've got a really great family. I've got a really great partner and, and if you take music out of it, there's, uh, I don't know. It seems all right. I guess if I, if I stopped doing music, I'd find a job and, and I think I'd be all right, but I don't think I'm ever going to quit music. So yeah, it's just trying to keep working on this music thing and the ups and downs of it all. <laughs> are those things, is that a conscious decision to compartmentalize those things? It almost sounds like you, you are able to keep, even though they're going to inform each other, you're able to keep the music separate from the personal stuff. Is that, is that true? And is that a compartmentalization that you consciously do? Uh, I guess not, not really. I don't compart. No, I think it's just like naturally. It's like, I, I think I, when I do focus on things, it's like really focused. Mm. So it's like when I'm not focusing on it, it's like, I don't, it kind of separates itself. I think maybe, I don't know. I I don't know where I'm going with this, but um yeah, I don't know. I I think a lot of times I don't know if this is bad or not, but I'm trying not to 
get stressed out by the mu- like music and all that, but it's just a job and mm. job has the stresses in it. And so it's like, it's like right now there's a lot going on with that, I guess. Right. And when like the relief is being with my partner and being, you know, so yeah. it's like another side of it. That's like, I don't know. I try not to pull in all that stress or, or, or it's like my break from focusing on the music, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I so don't know. It's weird, but I I do not that I'm saying that like my music is like disconnected from my life, but right. I think uh, it's because it's a big part. Like I wouldn't be able to be making music without the support of my family and, and my partner and life experiences, you know? Yeah. But uh, I go, I don't know. I guess I, I'm just thinking about this moment in time right now. It's like you're on the road really exciting and there's a lot going on but when you get home you're like just excited to be with your family and and kind of decompress from that and eventually that'll inform when i do pick up a guitar again and start playing right you know yeah <clears throat> that makes I a lot <laughs> i don't know if that makes it does it does make sense yeah <laughs> it does make sense and I, I, but i wonder how and like I told you before we started recording, like my boots are fresh on the ground here. So yeah, yeah. we're at Americana Fest and I'm already like, how am I going to balance? All? What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm so glad I was able to get the two main interviews that I'm doing so far nice. early. I'm so glad I got to talk to you yeah, yeah. you know, early in the day. I'm so glad I got, got to talk to Ryan uh, Anderson early in the day because it's like, okay, now I can go and try to figure things yeah. out, like do the do the work first. But it's a lot. And so how does that, like, when you think about the stress, you know, of, of work, and like you said, it's still playing music, yeah, so yeah. it's a different kind of stress, but are you, how are you navigating this weekend and how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling all right. It felt good. great. Like, I, I, I guess, I don't know. I guess, uh, um, we got here, we got here a little later than planned cause I have, I had some van trouble uh-uh. out in Colorado. I, we had just the last weekend we played Telluride blues and bruise and uh anyway on the way there we had some van trouble and we had to well break down we had to leave the sh- van in the shop in denver and then find a rental we we missed one show because of because uh, of yeah or we we almost made we made it but we made it but <laughs> it was just like we had to shift around touring life yeah it had to yeah. shift around anyway yeah I'm i'm getting all caught up in that but <laughs> I don't know. It was just been a lot to finally get here. We we finally had a day off when we got to Nashville, so I slept in a bit. But then oh, good for you. We uh, we were I don't know. Yesterday I was just out and about, which is great. I I hadn't seen a bunch of I saw a bunch of people that I hadn't seen in a while, and yeah, caught a bunch of shows that I've been meaning to check out. And um, yeah, I guess what where was I going out? Like well, we I guess tra- it's been it's just been yeah. a lot, and then. When I get back, I we gotta figure out what I'm doing with my next record and mm. recording and and all these things. So it's like it there it's always on. There's always things going on. But when I I guess it's like when I am with when I don't think about that, I'm usually focused on my my dog and my <laughs> and taking my dog out for a walk and being with my my partner. You know. <laughs> well, I I do want to get into some of that a little bit because I'm interested in in sort of your transition from city life to kind of you know rural life and, yeah, yeah um i'm very interested in that but um uh re- new record written 
uh, already or like, are you in the process of it? Uh, there's a lot are written. Yeah. Where we, I mean, before, I guess like last month we demoed a bunch of stuff and we're just trying to figure out, I've got a couple, probably a couple records in the, like not done yet, but we've got like, we're either going to do like got a couple EPs and a record or two mm. records and an EP or it's just like a lot of, I guess a lot of songs that just need to find a home, I guess, trying to figure out what the, yeah what the the whole thing will be once it comes out, you know? So what, let's talk process then. Uh, I'm interested in what your writing process is like. The songs, because you've got so much at your disposal. You're, there's a lot of emotion that comes out in your singing. You have this incredible voice. You have this, oh, I love your voice. Um, a lot and then some of the, some of the songs are like like as I'm talking to you right now I'm I'm seeing this like very um I don't want to overly state mild mannered but I've seen like a pretty chill dude you know but a lot right. of the sick right. <laughs> you know but a lot of, a lot of the songs are like pretty intense you yeah. know there's a lot of um it it, it makes me want to like um sometimes I, I when I listen to your music I just want to kind of like drink a bunch of whiskey and <laughs> um and dance around you yeah, know yeah. and and so forth and so I, I wonder what your process looks like uh you know and how those kind of how those th- those things exist yeah yeah um i don't know i think they've definitely changed through the years and like after i made my first record like that my first record hard time was just songs that i had um kind of written ever since i started playing music Mm. so it's like i mean you know what they say like you have your whole life to write your first record Mm -hmm. and then six months or to write (laughs) your second one but uh yeah so like a lot of these songs were just written for myself and like i never really thought of them being band songs or anything Mm. um but then i met my manager and started working on a record and put a band together and some of them got uh adapted to to band arrangements and mm-hmm. some of them were felt like they didn't need that and or like yeah some of them stayed like solo or like minimal arrangements and uh mm-hmm. and a lot of these songs were just written solo so like i don't know the the ones that are i guess talking about like the whiskey and and drinking and dancing it's just like i hadn't I just wrote those on like my back porch and uh, was just playing dancing. like yeah. dancing while drinking whiskey. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> well, one of them was like I. It's funny. I guess there's was a couple songs. Uh, one of them's like about it's called Trouble and yeah. probably I wrote that one. I I had this gig that I had to play, and I it was early on like it was probably the fourth or fifth song I ever wrote, and I had this gig at this place called the Hayloft Dance Hall which is like this old barn on this country road um out in the boonies it's like it's it was kind of hard to get to but uh they started playing these like it used to be just like a club where they just play top 40 and people get wasted and mm-hmm. it was a great time yeah it was yeah, the first yeah. time i had, uh, it, that place actually influenced a lot of what i that first record is just like ah uh i don't know i from I, you playing or from you going listen to top 40 both yeah i think I, it was just like the, well that trouble came from having a gig there and being like realizing i don't shit i don't have any songs for this and i like <laughs> the weekend before i was like well i guess i'll just write something and 
trouble came of it and it was just like me stomping my foot and playing this song about getting into trouble and yeah and uh and so like that i guess having that gig influenced it but then if you're talking about like last there's a song called last night which is just about going out dancing and falling in love and yeah i was gonna ask about that one yeah yeah that's like so this this place the hayloft dance hall was like one of the first places i've ever like i i ever went out dancing and partying i guess i like the first time i ever went out there i was work, working at this farm and everyone was like you gotta go to the hayloft and i was like 19 i'd never been out drinking or smoking or whatever i, I was yeah. i'm pretty straight edge yeah and uh so i was like all right i'll be dd i'll bring everyone out and it was just like all like all these like farm worker uh pals of mine were just like we all went out and let off steam and i ended up being the last one on the dance floor because i like never realized how much how much fun it would be to just go dancing oh my goodness and uh so i don't know that that was that kind of influenced that song it's just about like having fun dancing and i kind of made it into a love song but it's funny at the time yeah. i'd never really everyone would always be like that girl they're into you or whatever and i like it'd go right over my head uh, i never would get it really <laughs> i just wanted to be dancing out there so yeah that's like <laughs> that's the kind of thing that like a lot of that stuff just came from life i guess but uh um oh that's so fun yeah. what if like that youthful there's youthful innocence there and there's youthful <laughs> joy there yeah. there's so and and yet the song you know and yet, yet you're getting a song like last night which is a it's a party song like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of it's it's a raucous song mm-hmm. there's it you know and and i love that like i think as i get older i i don't i don't listen to as much of as as many songs about like raucous times you know yeah, yeah. And, and and there's just, there's something healthy to that right there's something there's something healthy to the innocence of that moment as you as a 19 year old, like having not really been out and, (laughs) and these farmhands taking you out. And then next thing you know, you're like, Oh shit, this is my jam. I like, I still get giddy pat driving by there. It would be like, cause it'd be like this long, like dead end road and it'd be right at the end of it. So like, you're just driving, you're driving down this dead end road and you're like, Oh, it's coming. It's coming. And then I'd see the lights and the twinkles of this barn and I'm like, you know, like I still get like, like i don't know butterflies just because it was associated at a set like i don't know it was really a big part of me first ever having a good time and dancing you know yeah um but yeah i guess like that kind of like that song in particular like i had i had like a version of it that was just like me and my guitar but i didn't really know what to do with it like Mm. it was kind of like me and the guitar and just singing last night and and eventually I, I my manager who's also a producer like uh. he helped produce the first record and and we we always just collaborated a lot and it kind of became like i knew it was gonna be a fun song but i like that one was one that i think was wasn't quite ready solo so we figured out a, a band arrangement and and it ended up being like really fun and then now from the band arrangement now when i'm playing solo i like I like rearranged it so it's like a bit more of a ballady kind of love song thing. So that's great. Yeah, that's so fun. Oh, and it's on, and those are 
recorded those might be the first two songs on the record if I'm not mistaken. I forget. I, I don't think know. So. I think in sequence it goes last night trouble and then you go Yeah, cuz I think I got the all yeah. my notes here are such a mess. <laughs> I was like spent some time with your record. Um but then it goes into Amelia. And yeah. That's a very different kind of song as I hear it. Yeah, yeah. Um and I wonder if that headspace is different for you. Are you still on the back porch writing Amelia or Yeah. I I started writing yeah, a lot of like I mean that whole record was just like the back porch like home and I guess rural life and yeah. I guess yeah. Cuz I I wrote that like I wrote that one I started writing that one. I was just like, it was one summer night and my aunt was actually visiting. I still have the, the uh, like voice memo of like the first kind of pass of it, but it was just like crickets going. And I just like started playing the song while my aunt was reading a book next to me in the living room. And, <laughs> and I had always wanted to write a song like that was just like, I don't know what came first. I think I had the, like the first line that kind of came first. And then, um, which was like, I was meant to walk this earth, you were meant to fly. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I thought about like Icarus and like, I don't know, fly, like, I don't know, trying to think of like some kind of, what do you call it? Like some kind of tale of a, like folk tale. But then I, then I was like, what else can I write it about? And I was like, oh, I should write it about, like, I should try to find a name that I, you know, like Jolene or like, like a single person's name for the title of the song. And I was like, oh, Amelia makes sense. And then it kind of all like ended up clicking. Oh my and gosh, uh, Jeremy, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this because when I listen to the song, I'm like, well, this must have been some woman who meant a ton to him. Yeah. <laughs> that like, se- seriously, like, I think that's so beautiful that, that this came out like in process and that you, that it was more of a character than like i thought this was like uh your your aunt for example yeah, yeah. you know no honestly it was just like it all kind of i feel like a lot of like i don't know this must happen to a lot of people but a lot of times when i'm songwriting it just like sometimes it's really emotional and comes like just a song comes out but then sometimes it's just like what's the next step like what's like what's the what's the story here and like I don't know. I was like Amelia Hart kind of uh, had to uh-huh. look that up. And I I usually a lot of times I just like Wikipedia stuff after, once I start writing songs <laughs> like when I was I wrote Shipwreck like a long time ago. That was like the first song I ever wrote, but I was like writing a song about a shipwreck and I ended up rhyming 1883 and I was like, well, I guess I got to look up a shipwreck from 1883 cuz feel like I ha- it has to mean something like I, I like i feel like i might get grilled by someone being like what oh, is this actually about this ship and i was like early on i was young i wrote this when i was like 18 or something like that and i was just like yep it's about this ship who sunk in 1883 <laughs> but i i didn't i was just like i just like needed i felt like i needed to like back up this writing with like facts <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> but I, I stopped doing that for a while because yeah, yeah. i was like i was gonna say i was just that- I, I, i'm like thinking about it too much eventually i 
I was just like, it's just a song about a shipwreck. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love that. I love that the eighteen-year-old brain goes yeah. like, I gotta like take it, like I gotta take myself seriously here. Yeah. If, if I want to be taken seriously as an artist, I have to have a shipwreck that's an actual. Yeah, shipwreck. yeah. Instead of just like it can just be a fucking song about a shipwreck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it is that. <laughs> but I remember early on, I'd be like, okay, I gotta figure, I gotta make sure. And like even with the Amelia Earhart stuff, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta learn facts about Amelia if someone's gonna ask me about it. But I mean, that was just a song about being in love with Amelia Earhart. And but now you know a lot of shit about Amelia Earhart. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And right? like a couple of years back, they found her remains somewhere. And, and I was, thought you were an expert. Thought I was an expert. But then I was like, I was up on stage <laughs> talking about it. And I was like, I should not say anything because I don't actually know what's going on. <laughs> I just wrote the song. Hope you like it. <laughs> uh, oh, I do like it. That That's one of my favorites. It's... Um, it's one of those, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tune that like, that when I, when I hear it, it, um, it strikes me in a deep emotional way, but it also is like such a fucking hit. Man. Yeah. Thanks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, it's that just one, such a hit. That one was an early song that when I like really, we like made an arrangement with the band and it was like one of the earlier songs that I was just like, damn, this is really like good like yeah I'm, I'm excited to share this with people because i'm really proud of this like and when you go into that chorus uh, yeah i can't wait to see it. you're playing tonight 10 30 right or yeah yeah tomorrow? At the, yeah tonight at sorry i didn't mean to one, s- no, give no. you anxiety about your I, schedule oh no no <laughs> i think it's tonight i keep forgetting i didn't i've i just been on the road i didn't even know what day it is so <laughs> i keep asking people is it today or tomorrow yeah yeah i'll make it i actually i was i went i went to the spot last night and saw a couple acts, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Anybody stand out so far this weekend? Uh, I've, I, how many people did I see? I saw a bunch of people yesterday, but uh, I saw Sam Doors play mm-hmm. at the five spot, and I've just been a big fan of him for years, and, and Riley Downing as well. And it was really, I don't know, it was just a real pleasure to see them play. Nice. Um, and then I went to, who else did I see? Oh, I, well, last night I saw, uh, her name's Bella White. I don't know if you ever heard of her, but Mm-mm. she's really like amazing songwriter and, um, and I saw Vincent Neil Emerson mm-hmm. as well on the same night. And yeah, it was, I think, I guess I saw, who else did I see? I feel like I, I met a bunch of people yesterday, but I don't know how much yeah. Yeah, well, it seems it. like it's going to be like that, like a yeah, blur yeah. of meeting. Is there but anybody like, uh, at the festival that, you feel like oh man it'd be so cool to meet so-and-so or because i bet you get you probably have an opportunity to meet a lot of folks that you look up to or yeah. respect in a way uh i'm gonna edit this out if there's nobody or <laughs> no no <laughs> well i mean <laughs> who did i uh well it's funny like i guess i i meet i've met a lot of these people online yeah musicians so it's just like finally nice to just like connect in real dude real life 100 percent. like so yeah. many people that i mean i'm staying here with a van plating and like we have known each other online yeah, you yeah. Know, but never met in person there's so many people like that yeah in um it, you know that are here that i'm just so stoked that yeah, i like, yeah. have these whole virtual relationships yeah, yeah. with you know friendships and yeah stuff i think and especially and especially this past year or two yeah like it was especially that yeah like, more than usual i think yeah so yeah well let, if we can let's back up um to just checking the time check uh, to um the decision to move or, or how the circumstances around moving from toronto to the country and kind of establishing a life in that way 
um, I'm curious about the, just that decision, that point in your life. And then I'm also just curious about like, if creatively that decision has had any impact, uh, or your life in different places. I mean, I guess I'll answer that second question. I think it definitely has like it. It kind of just changed my life. I don't know. I'm not, not in like really like grand way, but it just changed my life because I'm, like opened me up to this really beautiful world that inspired a lot of my music i think and mm-hmm. but uh the reason i moved out of the city was just i i wasn't really doing music at the time so mm-hmm. i was i was really focused on i guess i was trying to figure out what i was going to do in my life and mm-hmm. i was really into gardening and farming and i had already worked on a bunch of farms before moving out to the kind of this area that i it's called prince edward county this area this rural area that is kind of known for like like really good food and wine and Mm. um but uh yeah i guess i i had i just like had been working on a bunch of farms and i was like thinking of going to agricultural school and i had worked on this one farm that i ended up moving there to and uh I like had worked on their at their farm for like I just volunteered I was just like wanted to say hey and see how it's going and trying to help out because they had been going to this farmer's market that I used to go to in Toronto when I was younger and I I'd always loved their stuff and I just connected there and helped them out for a couple weeks and eventually I was like I was thinking of going to like agriculture school I like the I was talking to my like my boss who was a farmer there she was like, oh, you should just, like, come work here, and you'll just learn about farming and growing food, and so I was like, all right, I'll just, sure, sounds great, and there was yeah. a good crew of people there, and so I ended up just moving out there, find a little, I, like, lived in this little bunkie for first season, and then I ended up making a bunch of friends with other farmers, and I'd help them start their farm, like, I had other pals who, one friend of mine started a vegetable, uh, flower farm so she bought a property and we i'd help her build a greenhouse and and start the whole thing and then another pal of mine started a vegetable market garden and started helping them there and eventually eventually like i don't know what happened but we decided like my parents were visiting and my my brother was there as well and we're like we should like all go in on a place out here together and we ended up finding like finding a real estate agent and just like ended up really quickly finding a place and we just all pitched in on the place and eventually I moved like had a permanent residence there and that was like so like a family compound kind of yeah situation? kind of family compound yeah that's cool yeah yeah look I'm lucky that we were, I was able to do that I mean we're I get along really well with my family and um. So yeah, because I don't know how I would have bought a house on my own without like my brother and my fo- <laughs> like my folks. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, now we got this place. We got just a big garden, and my parents just retired, so they're living there full time. They moved out of the city, and I'm actually more in the city nowadays because of music. And I ended up stopping a couple of years. I guess I don't even know how long ago it was, but I guess before I made my record, as when I kind of 
took a pause on farming and okay yeah. I w- that was gonna be my question is like yeah. that's a lot of work yeah yeah farming is a fuck ton of yeah, work yeah yeah so some to- yeah somehow i managed to do both a bit for a couple of years music yeah. and farming uh it was like i guess like what really started me out to play music like i i was always like just making music on my own but i started playing open mics out in the country like there's just like a couple spots that you could really play and um people really started digging it and i started getting gigs from it and eventually i decided to come back to the city because farming is a seasonal job yeah so like the winters i'd come back to the city and i just like would play every open mic or whatever gig i could find and kind of tried to connect with other musicians and ended up connecting with this i had a a small another band before i kind of doing started doing my own thing it was called Henri. We did this. It was like a folk trio. Mm-hmm. And then through that, I met my manager when I wanted to just record some demos. And one thing left to another. Got got a record deal, put out a record, toured a bunch. and Yeah. And then uh, I had to put farming aside <laughs> for a bit. Yeah. We still got a great garden. I, I'm still lucky enough. My parents are like, now they're retired. They're like, they're hardcore gardeners and like yeah. we have like all they eat is we eat all our own food oh, that's great when during the summers and through the winter we have a lot of our own stuff and preserves and freezing things and so yeah i i really miss it like i i mean i yeah. think i'm gonna be like hopefully we'll be moving back out there one day soon but for now i'm kind of tied to the city okay so you're living in the city now yeah yeah oh wow all right yeah yeah my i guess i just moved like my partner and i just moved in together like last year i guess and congrats yeah it's a big it's a big moment yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's been great we got a dog and and also uh, a big moment yeah (laughs) little sadie and uh yeah it's it's good i think we we definitely miss the like she comes from a rural area as well and i think we we're both kind of itching to just move out of the city but so that'll happen eventually <laughs> is there a difference in yeah that makes sense like but is there a difference in the right okay so you're out there you know it you're out in the country you're riding a lot and then you re- you need to move into town be, uh, for for these reasons right now yeah. your career's starting to take off so you need that access to to the t- to city to the city and that's a very big city like that's yeah. a huge international city and just wonderful i can't wait to get back oh, yeah. get back there what a great town um is the creative process different for you is the inspiration different for you in that setting versus out in the country yeah i think it is a little different i mean i i think just being out in a, like I don't want to sound cheesy, but just like being out in nature and like and fresh air and yeah. Mother Earth and like yeah, noticing man. the little things happening outside. I always, I don't think I, I think it just like lends itself so well to being in the mindset of writing and inspires a lot of writing. Yeah, but not the city as well has yep. a lot of stuff going on, and it's just I think the slower pace of being out in the country just uh, makes it a lot easier to focus. I think 
Yeah, and I think it's, for me at least, it's a different inspiration. So yeah. when I'm out in the country and, like, I went out to Montana for 10 days this oh, summer nice. and hiked around and just Maybe. chilled. Yeah, it was great. And um, when I'm out in that kind of setting, the way that I write and the, and the subject matter is different. The characters are different. Yeah. You know, the people are different. The They might have the same universal loves and hopes and fears and so forth, but their, their life is so different. Yeah. Um, and so I do find myself being a little bit more like... Um, uh, abstract in my thoughts when I'm out in the country versus if I'm in a, in a city. So like to yesterday I got in kind of late and, um, too late to go to shows or anything. I couldn't pick up my press credentials. So yeah. I just walked down to, um, where like the basement East is and there's a little, um, not a little, it's pretty big. It's two story, um, arcade bar situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, so I needed, I was starving and it's like 11, you know, so yeah. my, I was, my options were limited and they had a little pizza by the slice. So I was like, I'll go in there. I'll have a drink. I'll eat some pizza. And I'm so glad I did. Cause like, I haven't written anything about that experience yeah. yet, but those characters, I mean, this just place was just full of characters, yeah, yeah. you know? And I'm like, I, this is going to come out in my creative process somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where, but it's going to come out. But that experience is going to be very character driven. Um, whatever it is versus if i'm out in the country there's um, the bigger questions tend to come up yeah, yeah. when i have more space yeah i know? can see that yeah i mean yeah i think it's like you get you get a bunch from wherever you are really like inspiration um i think it was i think it was definitely hard i mean i don't know about you but i i, I wrote a bunch throughout the like pandemic a bit yeah but there was a point that it kind of got really just stale like there wasn't much go i mean I'm, yeah. at least in I, up in canada we were locked down for a long time yeah so it was just like life experience was like not a lot happening and or just like interactions and right. seeing friends and and being away from home was like at a minimal and eventually you're just like uh, like nothing was coming to me and after one the one time i like met up with a friend I was just like, it brought me life. I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what I've been missing. Like other things than just like being stuck, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think like the like being out, I think the, for me, the thing that like helps me the most is just like variety and uh. being being able to go out. Like, I mean, I like right now, I'd really like to be spending a lot more time out at, in the garden and and out with nature but also being on the road inspires a bunch of stuff like always inspires writing for me i think yeah um and meeting new people and seeing friends and i think it's just the variety that really keeps your brain rolling at least for me yeah dude totally that makes a ton of sense i wrote something this morning about the fact that i just have i mean i've been a few places i've i've traveled a little bit since the pandemic began but very little and mostly yeah. for specific purposes this is probably my first montana montana was for leisure yeah so this is one of a, a very small handful i guess of trips for leisure um since march of 2020 and i was reflecting this morning on just like how much i miss being a visitor yeah how much i just miss being in a place that like your senses are so engaged because i work from home and i'm yeah I've basically been at home Florida hasn't been locked down at all really, but 
I have. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've consciously um, been at home and been. Which really is also great being having the the luxury of being at home and working yeah. it like it's like it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm spoiled. I don't know yeah. if I can ever go back. Yeah, right. You know, because like it it's just I don't wear shoes to work. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just get up and I go to work. But like I, I miss being a visitor. Yeah. I miss time because your senses are so engaged when yeah. you're in, a, in an unfamiliar place. Yeah, it's just like a different way of moving around. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, totally. I I know what you mean. I mean, this is like this is the second or I guess second real little run that I've I've done since like no one's really touring back home. There's not a lot going on, but there's a bit more going on down here, and uh, I was just on a run with saint paul and broken bones a couple couple weeks or last month i guess and then so it was just like nice to just be touring and playing shows and like the old road like the road is home you know just motels and and all that stuff but i don't know you just like take in a lot of things when you're out like that and then this little run i well before before american fest i was up in telluride and um just like I don't know. Yeah. Just being places and, and like being in that headspace of like, you're right. Like a visitor or just like, yeah. Or not a visitor. I think just like a different, it's just a different way of like moving around the world than when you're at home, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. Just inspires a lot. It is a different way of moving around the world. That is so true. Like you're in such routines. Like I slept till nine o'clock today. It was amazing. (laughs) You know? And usually by nine, I've done so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been up for four hours by then, usually. Yeah. Um, what a bill you with St. Paul and the Broken Bones. That fits so that fits oh, yeah. so perfectly. Yeah, I've been I've been really lucky to. I've toured with them a couple times, and it's always been a pleasure. They're really great guys, and yeah. Um, yeah, the first uh, yeah that last run I did solo, which was really fun. But I've I've also done it with the band with them, and it's that's really like when it really it's such a blast because it's just such like it's it's like a really fun pairing and like do you sit in with them at all or anything you like sing with no we usually just we just open up and it's it's like great because like i think it's like a really good uh good pairing and yes people seem to like really connect with it and uh that's why i've all it's always like it's always a blast and i really feel lucky to be able to to do shows with them that makes and sense. And they're such sweethearts. They're all like, yeah, they're like some of the best, best folks. That's good the, to hear. Yeah. I would expect that, but it's still good to hear. Yeah. Know? yeah. Um, dude, this has been such a pleasure. I can't believe we've already gone for 45 minutes. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I hope I wasn't chatting your ear off dude, too much. It's perfect. <laughs> it's, pr- it's such a pleasure. Um, we, if I can spend, you can spare a few more moments. We yeah, usually yeah. end on like what we're getting down on. So, the music or art or some something artistic that has you inspired. It could be a TV show you've been watching or a film. Mm. It could be a painting you saw, like music you're listening to. What whatever's got yeah. you fired up. All right. Or uh, or has inspired you either way. Yeah. Uh, Chance to give a free plug to something you like. All right. Uh, oh man, I, I'm caught off guard here sorry i could have i could have thought of something good uh, i know i i, I feel I, like there's so many good things that yeah. i'm like well i intentionally so i've thought about giving artists a heads up yeah. about it you know like telling their publicists yeah, hey, yeah. like I, I always ask this question but i find that like the organic 
hemming and hawing of like you know because yeah. it's hard isn't it when people ask me i freeze yeah, yeah. you know um uh, and then as soon as i, I walk away i'm like oh this and yeah, this yeah, and this yeah, and yeah. this okay know? i could think of a couple things well let me just go off of like what i nice i did this past couple of days um well i think i've been really digging sam Dore's record i mean it came out last year but um i've just really been inspired by his music and i've always just loved his songwriting and there's that i also saw bella white last night which is another record that i've really been vibing with just seems to hit me right where i i don't know just like it's got the nostalgia it's got the songwriting it's got everything that i've been really digging and nice there's also this really good taco truck down the road called Burritos La Mina. You're okay. in Nashville. Okay. I mean, you're in Nashville right now, but yeah. highly recommend. Okay. That's it's it's art. They've got the steak asada <laughs> that's really delicious, and highly recommend anyone in Nashville or nice. if you're visiting, go check it out. <laughs> nice. Apparently, they brought me back some tacos from some other t- place everybody raves about. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Oh, I got to get the name of that spot. Mixed tacos or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so. know if that. I don't know if that counts for the. I uh, think food food counts. Food counts. Okay. Yeah. Because I really appreciate food. And yeah, food definitely counts. Um, I. Yeah, I do too. That's what's been going on. Like, I mean, that's what I. That's what my last, twenty four hours have been. That's I a good way a to approach shows, it. There you go. Saw another good show. Ate some tacos. I don't <laughs> think anyone's ever approached what I'm getting down on from. Here's what I did. In the last, <laughs> yeah. Like twelve it, hours. It's been real fun. Worked out nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, this has been such a pleasure, man. Thanks, man. I'm Thanks definitely going to make your set later. I'm going to have to take a nap so I can stay up that late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too. <laughs> but I'm definitely going to make your set. And, uh, man, thank you for putting this beautiful music out in the world. And thank Thanks. you so much for coming over here. This yeah, is great. Appreciate you having me. Um, looking forward to chat next time. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Jeremy Albino, y'all. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank all of you for listening. JeremyAlbino.com for all things Jeremy. The song you're hearing in this episode is the title track from his record, Hard Time. Check out that album. It's wonderful. Also check out his collaboration with our friend Kat Clyde, who was our guest way back on episode 39. And that project is called Blue, Blue, Blue. It is gorgeous. MarinadePodcast.com for all things the marinade, including written pieces, photography, our online store, and more. Please give us a follow over on Instagram and Twitter. We love interacting over on those channels, especially Twitter. I'm a big fan of of interacting with folks on Twitter. Subscribe and give us a five-star rating on your podcast app. Tell a friend about the show. These are all free ways to support the marinade. And if you really like what we're doing, please consider joining our Patreon community, where for just a few bucks a month, you can gain access 
to Patreon exclusive content. Uh, things like our show Jason's Journey, where I talk about the moments that shape my creative life and pro- provide a window into the process of making the marinade. It's also where I put our what, not, what I'm Getting Down On segment, the art that is inspiring me at the moment that used to be in this space. Sometimes we get together for Patreon happy hours. It's a it's a community over there. So if you can join us, please do. Every little bit helps. And all the money goes right back into the show. Right now we are in desperate need of a new computer. Mine is just about to quit on me. It's about 10 years old and it's almost exactly 10 years old actually. And, uh, which is crazy. I'm grateful for that. It's lasted that long, but it's time to replace it. So that's where all the money's going right now, straight back into, uh, to hardware for the show. If you can swing it awesome. If not above all, just thank you so much for listening and thank you for spreading the word about the marinade. All right, y'all, it's time for our review under two, where I talk about a work of art that has me fired up at the moment, and I try to do so in under two minutes. This episode's review is of the outstanding book about the drive-by truckers. It's called Where the Devil Don't Stay, and it's by Stephen Deusner. The drive-by truckers are one of the great American rock bands. Not a household name like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, but every bit as important and influential. To tell the story of such a band is to tackle a powerful and fascinating story. The Truckers might not be the most famous band in the world, but few collectives have kept at it this long and engendered such a passionate following. Stephen Deusner's Where the Devil Don't Stay is a book that sits back and waits for the off-speed pitch to come its way and then with incredible alacrity drives the challenge right over the center field fence. But describing the book as a home run may be selling it short. Where the Devil Don't Stay is a masterwork in the musical biography genre. Deusner unfolds the story of one of America's greatest rock bands by taking the reader on a tour of the places that shaped their legacy. Along the way, we meet faces both familiar and lesser known. And to get to know places any Southerner thought they knew as intimates. The Athens of the drive-by truckers is not that of the average Georgian. Nor is their Birmingham like that of most Alabamans or Memphis as to residents of the volunteer state. The story of the truckers is one of perseverance and survival, which is why Deusner's decision to examine the story by taking a tour of the South is such an important one. To a couple generations of Americans, DBT provided a true education of one of the world's most complicated regions. In less capable hands, the nuance of the band's significance could be buried in drama and excess. Deusner takes the reins of a bucking hot potato and wrestles the beast into submission. The reader does not have to be as obsessive as this author to understand and appreciate the stories told and where the devil don't stay. Deusner's exhaustive research and passion for the work will win over anyone who cares about the history and culture of the South or even just damn fine storytelling. For diehards, this book will feel like the first time you heard Decoration Day or Southern Rock Opera. For anyone who loves a good yarn and good music, Where the Devil Don't Stay is an essential read. All right, y'all, that's my review under two for Steven Deusner's Where the Devil Don't Stay. Gotta see if I can get him on the show. It would be so much fun to talk to him. Thank all of you so much for listening. Thank you again and again and again. And once more, thank you to Jeremy Albino. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.